Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Before we jump into the show, we'd like to thank our launch partner, Canada Pet Food. Canada is quite simply made by pet people. They understand that pets are members of the family too. They use the same ingredients they want for their own pets in the food that they make. No corn, no chicken byproduct, no wheat, no soy. Foods I've always felt great about feeding my own animals. Try Canada with a special offer for our listeners at canadae.com slash podcast. I don't ever really want to talk about who I'm dating or if I'm dating because people feel an ownership of me. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I'm Heather B. Armstrong. And I'm John R. Bray. And this week, we are going to jump right in and talk about the ins and outs and ups and downs and mostly downs of dating and relationships as mm. single parents. Yeah, that, that's me moaning. Here goes. <laughs> Here we go. So, so much to cover. This is going to be like a six and a half hour episode. So just get a comfortable seat. <laughs> um, it's our our dating lives to our exes' dating lives, <clears throat> introducing those people. <laughs> um, even you know friendships. Even you have to be careful with friendships when you um, have kids and are introducing those into their lives as well. <laughs> Let's just talk about friendships. Let's not get into the romantic please. <laughs> friendships are hard enough, right? Oh, man. Also, can can I just say that both of my kids are not sick today? <laughs> today is a really, really good day. <laughs> and you just tempted fate right there. Oh, See? Now they're both going to get the, – the school is going to call. That's what's going to happen. They're going to call. Both I'm of them gonna... are vomiting. <laughs> I'm going to turn all the phones off. <laughs> all of the phones are off. They can't contact me. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Well. Do we jump right into this? Do we really want to jump right into this? <laughs> we should, I think I think we have to. I mean, if nothing okay. else, it's it's worth talking about how we find time to even consider new relationships of any kind, whether they're friendships or, or more than friendships. Yeah. And can I just say that really quickly that I um I feel like a horrible 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 friend all of the time. Just because, universally to everyone? Yeah, I feel terrible because I don't have time. <laughs> I mean, it it comes down to that. Like I'm really horrible about answering email or getting back to somebody if they leave a voicemail or people who want me to hang out on a Thursday night or go get coffee, and I feel like I'm a horrible friend because my schedule is so packed that I can't do it. And, like, I feel really, really guilty all the time about it. And I tr- like, I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make time. I'm going to make time. And then the more I say that I'm going to make time, the more, the more <laughs> my life completely fills up. Like every, it's like water filling my life. Water just fills every corner of my life, and it's like every single moment is taken up. And right. I, There's no downtime, right? Because when when people who don't have kids don't work, there's downtime. I mean, there's the regular like life things, but otherwise, there's time that they can have for themselves. And you know, for me, I mean, I'm a, a huge advocate of making time. That's my thing. You know, you never have time; you have to make it. Right. But there's a certain point where you you can't keep making it. Like you, you have to pick. You know, I'm going to make time for these two things. And anything past that, that's it. Which means maybe you make time for lunch with a friend. And the mm-hmm. next chance you have to make time is a month from then. And it's yeah. 30 minutes for coffee because there, there's nowhere else that you can make time. Yeah, I'll, I'll actually say, okay, this is what I'm going to do for the next 10 minutes. I'm going to go through all of my text messages 
and answer all the text messages and then I have to walk away. And so when they respond to those text messages, I'll get to them. I, I, you know, I'll get to them three days later when I have the time to sit down and answer those text messages. I'm, I just feel bad. I really do. Cause it, it wasn't always like this, you know, it wasn't always like this. No. And it shouldn't always be. I mean, I'm a little different because my, my brain works better with like a constant, a, a constant level of organized distraction. So I can stop and text and do those things. But when it comes to a, a larger investment, you know, whether it's a half an hour or two hours, that's when it gets hard right. for me. Texting is great. I'll be there for texting day and night. But big commitments and commitments in advance, you know, like what am I doing next Friday? I, God, I have no I idea. <laughs> and I'm breathing, hopefully. I'm like, am I going to be in town? I don't know. Right. I don't know if I will be in the country. I cannot give you, I cannot give you any concrete, you know, whether I'm going to be there or not. Sorry. Right. And whether, whether, you know, your girls will be healthy, right? As long as they're not <laughs> vomiting. You know, I mean, there's, there's all of these different things that, that come into play where I think, well, I know what I'm doing next Friday or what I'd like to do next Friday, but I don't know what Lexton is doing. I don't know if I have anyone to watch him. I don't know if I, you know, so all of those things. And that makes maintaining friendships difficult and it makes creating new friendships and relationships almost impossible. Right. Right. I've, I, I've noticed significantly in the last you know, 18 months of doing this that I don't see all of my really dear friends nearly as much as I used to. And it's an absence, it's a void and I miss it. And it's, it's necessary as a healthy human being to have those nurturing relationships. And it, it's healthy to give in those relationships and those friendships. And I think that's what I'm missing most is being able to give them what they need, like listening and, and talking and bringing them, you know, a meal or whatnot, or just even just hanging out and exchanging stories. I, I feel I missed that giving, I think, is what I missed the most. Exactly. I mean, you you know how much that friendship means to you. So when you take a step back and realize that it hopefully means the same to them and yeah. they're, they are making time because their circumstances are different or whatever the case is. And you can't. Mm -hmm. That's hard. And you don't want to lose I, those friendships. Like you said, you you need them. You need I that do interaction. Need them. And I, I I try to like I want to I want to tell people like please don't take it personally. Like please don't take my not being there or my inability to get back to you in a reasonable amount of time. Please don't take it personally. I just <laughs> I only have two hands. And usually those two hands are putting out six fires over here. And I, I will get back to you. I just, I'm so sorry that it can't happen right now. Yeah, I have a couple friends that I've known for a decade. And they have three little girls. And their oldest is four four years younger than Lexton. And I, I try to see them every other weekend, one night, when when Lexton is with Heather. And just to make everything work. You know, we don't get together until nine, until all of the kids are asleep. Right. So we have that time, but we're all just spent. It's like sit, <laughs> sitting there, sipping a drink, <laughs> basically dead. But right. we're there. But it's like we, we all know that we need to get together because that time is so valuable. Right. Me and my my my, my really good friend who has two kids the ages of Lita and Marlo, I mean – Literally, it's like we our kid we we basically help each other with with our kids on the weekends, and then by Sunday night, we go get some pho. Some, <laughs> I did not know how to pho. say that word. We go get some pho, and we just sit and drink wine and like, just that's it. You know, and it's it's so good. It's so good to just sit there. <laughs> it's amazing, and you you don't realize that. It, I don't want to say it doesn't count, but when you have friends with kids, when you get together with your friends and the kids and it's this big thing, that's that's a different kind of getting together. Yeah. And, and I like I love my friend's three girls. They're great kids, but it's different. You know, when it's the three of them plus Lexton plus us, it's a totally different environment. And it's not the same as sitting back and sipping wine and eating the... <laughs> 
Because one part of your brain is constantly like, who's going to who's gonna break their neck? Who's going to break their neck first? Who's breaking their neck? <laughs> right, right. Were, were those tears? Whose tears? Are they going to end soon? Do I need to intervene here? <laughs> yeah. And that's just that's just friendships, right? And these are friendships that we've had. Like these right. aren't friendships that we've that we've developed since all of this has happened. No, the, and these aren't romantic friendships either. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, that's a to yeah. Yeah, that's a totally different ball game. Do we go there? I think we should. And I think you should probably start because you have been single parenting longer than I have and you have you know, waded into the world of, of dating, and I have not yet. I have waded. I have waded into the pool, the cesspool. <laughs> the c- <laughs> oh, come on. It's Salt Lake. It's got to oh, be it's great. Salt Lake. Okay, so, yeah, let's just begin there. It's Salt Lake is a horrifying place to date people. <laughs> Sorry, Salt Lake. <laughs> just, Why? It seems horrible. like a great city. I mean, it's not a big city, but it seems like oh, a great city. Oh, it's, it's small, and everybody knows each other. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I can't, first of all, I can't go and be on a dating site. I can't. I cannot have a profile on a dating site because. Have you tried Christian Mingle? <laughs> I get emails there's, from them all the time. There's there's one, there's a Mormon one. Oh, there is a Mormon oh, one. No. Oh, gosh. What is it? Mormon single, single Mormon or something like that. Um, and my, um, my cousin actually met his wife on it. Um, anyway, I can't put a profile up there. I mean, that's, that's, and, and that's another thing is that, um, when, when I meet people when, when dating <laughs> and then somebody asks for my phone number, it's like, don't, don't go Google me, please. <laughs> like, I don't know <laughs> what to say because if I don't say that, then they're going to go home and they're going to look, they're going to look me up. That's just the natural instinct, right? Is that what you do? Don't you like you get? I wonder if they're on Facebook, right? Isn't I, that what you do? I guess. I mean, I haven't, I haven't dated anyone new in a decade. So ten years ago, I don't. That's not what I did. Okay, so imagine that you meet a woman that you're interested in at a bar, and you guys really hit it off, and you get her name, and you get your, her phone number, and you come home, and you think, huh, what's the first thing you're gonna do? Yeah, that's that's probably. <laughs> what's the first thing yeah, you're gonna do? Yeah, that's probably true. Because you you want to find out as much as you can without having to. To get that information, right? I mean, we have that tool now that we didn't have, you know, years ago when, I mean, I, I when I was dating before I got married, we did not have that. And exactly. You just had the name and the number and you called and you got together and that was as right. complicated as it was. And I, so when I say don't go Google me, of course, the first inclination is they're going to go home and Google me. But if I don't say it, they're going to Google me anyway. And then... And then what I say is, and if you see anything, don't believe it. <laughs> don't believe anything you read about me. Because <laughs> there's so much horrifying, horrifying things that have been said about me that are that come up in search results. And it's like, oh, no. Oh, no. Like, he's going to go home and he's going to. Oh. Do you so actually have to tell people? Like, do you, you give them that warning? Like, I do. A, a, don't Google me. B, if you do, don't believe any of it. I do. I do. And because I don't know how else to navigate that. You know what I mean? Because, well, they're going to find my Facebook page, right? <laughs> Which <laughs> I guess is fine. And they're, I mean, yes, please, please go find Deuce and read <laughs> all of those stories that I've written on Deuce. <laughs> oh, well, they're like, oh, who though? Who, what did I get myself into? But I almost think, though, like now compared to compared to five years ago, social media and and blogging has become such a part of society that it's almost understood. You know, maybe they'll they'll google you and they'll find some things they don't like or that are that are weird or off color. But then they realize what you do, right? You you blog about life. So right. y- it's not going to be this website filled with, you know, beautifully curated fiction pieces or something like that, you know. And I guess it kind of weeds people out if they're going to judge you based on your nonfiction writing about who you are then you don't want to date them anyway. Right. I mean, the rumors are one thing. <laughs> That's what I'm talking and about. And there's mostly. a couple of them. <laughs> you know, just a few. Oh, yeah. I mean, people want to believe that there was a huge scandal that ended my marriage. They want to believe that some 
huge thing, some, you know, some scandalous, egregious thing happened. and Like this unspoken event. Yeah. And, and it's really, it, it, and it's, a, I, I hate to disappoint people, but it's a very boring, you know, I was, I, I guess not to, you know, have too much of a tangent, but I was training for, I was training for the New York City Marathon um, in the months leading up to the divorce. And a lot of spending time, spending that kind of time to myself running, which I had never done before, um, that was a catalyst. Just the stuff going on in my brain and what it was, I literally, like, and metaphorically, the jostling of my body and what it, the emotion that it brought up and, and out of me, like that was a precursor to, to the separation. So and, uh, not so much an event, just an incredible amount of time to, to think and reflect essentially. Right. And, and for things to start to make sense and for me to realize why they were making sense. And, uh, there, yeah, there was no scandalous event. And, um, and so, there's that part of it (laughs) yeah yeah so I um so I began wading into like the possibility of dating a few months after the separation is what I did okay yeah I I don't know (laughs) and this is the thing also is that so you know I wrote about um I wrote I wrote a lot about my relationship on my website. It was a curated I hate that word. Sorry. Ooh, yuck. Shoot me. Um <laughs> a curated it was a, life. I basic I wrote stories about my marriage and what it was like to be married because that was part of the story of you know, my life and being a parent and whatnot. And so people felt that they had a right to know what happened when the divorce occurred. And they felt um, betrayed. Some readers felt really, really betrayed that we wouldn't come out with the sordid details. And that felt, that for me, that felt like it was hugely violated because it was like, I don't, I don't owe you, um, I don't owe you the details of this event that has really, really, really crushed me and that I want to deal with, you know, only inside my family. And it's not something that I want to discuss publicly. And people will, people, people took sides and they got really angry and um, made it known to me that they were upset. And so going forward, I was like, I'm, I don't ever really want to, I don't ever really want to talk about who I'm dating or if I'm dating because it, people feel an ownership of me that makes me really, really uncomfortable just because it's like, you don't own me. You don't own a part of me. You don't own this. And I don't owe you the details of my romantic life. Do you know what I mean? Well, and that's, that's the strange thing, I think, about your blog and just the, the audience that, that it's generated. Because I think there are people, I think a lot of your readers understand where you're coming from and that you share some things and you don't share other things, but there, there are other people because you, you are so transparent with certain things that feel that you are transparent with everything in your life, that everything that you write on your blog is verbatim of everything that happens that you don't leave out any details. So they therefore have a right to know everything. And I think, I don't like the word privileged, but you know, you, you, you open the door to your life and, and grant people the privilege to see what you want to show them. You know, and you are very open, and I'm not saying that all of your content is is curated by any means, but it's just, it's sort of an odd assumption to think that you have a, a personal blog and therefore you should share absolutely every detail about your life. Right. It's, it's what I choose to share. And some people even think that that's not fair. You know what I mean? That that I should be able to choose what I share. But it's um, your life. Right. And that, I mean, that's where people, that's where the disconnect is. Like for, for, I think for those people, you are in a sense your entertainment. And yes. you should just give and give and give and give until they're satisfied, which would be never. 
but you can't do that. And that was never really the point of it, right? I mean, when you when you first started Deuce, it was not to reveal every moment of your life. No, it's to write stories right. is what it is. And right. I, when I um, wrote a, a post last you know, year ago, April, when I retired, <laughs> when I said that I was pulling back from writing on Deuce, someone actually commented and was like, I can't believe that you are taking your girls away from us. And that's when I was like, okay. Oh, that's okay. a little creepy. Well, it's like, that's, that's, you know, you need, you need some boundaries here. That's, that's not okay. And somebody asked me after that, like, why don't you make Deuce a subscription model? Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, because that comment right there, you think they don't pay for my content at all. They haven't paid for my content for 15 years. You think that making them pay for my content isn't going to make certain people feel really, really that they have it, like they own a stake in me, in me physically. Right. I pay for this. You need to tell me everything. Right. So I was like, I would never do a subscription model just because of that feeling of ownership. Yeah, that people already have. Right. This possessive entitlement. Right. And so I went into dating, you know, really being really uncomfortable with wanting, I, I really didn't want to invite people into that part of my life again. Um, and... Yeah, it's. <laughs> but but you but you did. I did, yeah. Or you have. I I won't say that you that you did. Not that it's a continuous thing, but you but you have. I have, yeah, and yeah, um, and another reason that I didn't want to, and and I have to do this even with my friendships is, I had to tell, I have to tell my friends. When I'm featuring them in an Instagram photo, first I get their permission if I'm gonna if I'm gonna put them anywhere online. Like I have to tell them, I'm I, I would like to put you on Instagram, but here's the warning: is that a certain group of people online are gonna go find out who you are, and they're going to very creepily find out everything about you, and then they're gonna go talk about it online and try to make you into a horrifying human being because you're associated with me. It happens all the time. Even just to your friends? Yes. Wow. The, the horrifying things they have said about my friends. I mean, they go and they find out details about my friends' lives. It's really crazy. And and then if you if I'm putting out who I'm, you know, romantically involved with, like, that person has to know that, especially that I'm romantically involved with someone— those people are going to go nutso on him and him or her. <laughs> Shaking it up. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there was a scandal. <laughs> oh, God. Go. There, there we go. Well, they have to understand that their entire history on li of, of life on Earth is going to be investigated and talked about and twisted to make them into some sort of horrifying human being and i don't want to do that to the person i'm romantically involved with you know what i mean well you don't want to do that to anybody no i don't I mean, you don't really wish that on like any single person i don't even know how those people have time to to devote that much to hate but you know that's, I know. that's like another seven episodes but it's just it's just a warning that i have to give to people in case they stumble across it um just to say, like, you know, it's only because of your association with me. They really, really, really hate me and want to take down every part of my life and you are a part of my life and just ignore it. But it's going to be said. Right. And right. and you have to accept. And I think with, with friends, not that it makes it any easier, but, you know, especially with some of these longer term friendships that you've had, they now kind of understand the drill. Right. But to to meet someone new and say, here's my number. Don't look me up online. But if you do, don't believe any of it. And if we do decide to date and people find out, they're going to write some things like that about you. Mm -hmm. And that's, a, that's like a big, that's some big baggage to hand to someone. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, it's, it's a hard, re and, it, and it's terrible because it has nothing to do with you. I mean, it has everything to do with you, but not you yourself. Right. And it's, so that, that makes dating difficult. It is, a, it's a new it's an aspect of dating that didn't exist for most people, especially me, you know, 10 years ago. 
And now it is like at the top of like it's it's this glaring bright neon sign of guess what if you are romantically involved with me and people find out this this is gonna happen really like last year i went on a road trip with um uh, like four of my friends to uh central california to the central coast and (laughs) my friend piper found all this horrifying things that people were saying about her and we were in the car cackling i mean that's they understand and she was reading all of it in this (laughs) in this crazy voice (laughs) because they were making fun of her thighs (laughs) literally it it goes to that and we were sitting in the car we were laughing so hard i almost crashed the car but but yeah that's that's the drill now and yeah, I posted photos when I was in a relationship and um I did post photos and I won't go into I won't go into the reasoning behind that. Um and they went and dug up everything they could about him. And it was really awful. It was terrible. And he probably didn't anticipate that. And I think you, I think no, no, you no, probably no, no, do. No, 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 I warned him. Oh. I warned him. Okay. And I said, I, you know, this is going to happen. And this is why I don't want to post photos is because I don't want to do this to you. But even, even though you know it's coming, does it still, I don't want to say catch you off guard, but do you still find yourself shaking your head? Like how, how, why? Um, why? This why is do what you I keep feel. digging? <laughs> I kind of feel, I kind of feel evil. <laughs> because I feel like I am pulling strings and it's so easy. Like I can, I know when I'm writing something or I'm tweeting something, I know that if I say it a certain way, it's going to send those people off their rockers. And so when it does send them off their rockers, I just kind of sit back and I cross my arms and I make the smoking cigarette motion. <laughs> it's like, I guess you just got played. You just got played because I knew what you were going to do. But it's so, it's so ridiculous to me. I mean, here, we, this entire episode is focused on right relationships and having time and making time and introducing them. I barely have time to maintain all the the relationships that I want to maintain with people that I like. I, I can't even imagine having the time and spending that much time on someone that I don't like. I mean, for, for people to dislike you enough to devote that much energy, mm-hmm. I, I can't even, it's not, not that I walk around and I, and I like everybody, but if I don't, I just turn my back. Like I, I don't, I don't have time for that. I don't have the energy to devote to you. I'd rather save that energy for someone else that I care about. Right. I'd rather save that energy for um, taking a nap. I would really like to take a nap. (laughs) Napping would be good. So has Lexton met Heather's husband? Oh, my God. She got married. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's a totally, (laughs) yeah. I mean, that's a totally different layer of relationshipping, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, he he did. I mean, he didn't meet him until uh, when did they meet? I, until after they were married. Um, and I think when he met them, I think he knew that they were married. Um, he he found that out late, but I think he knew at that point in time. And it was. I don't want to say it was anticlimactic, but it kind of was because I don't really think he knew how to how to respond. You know, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't bad. It wasn't negative. He didn't he didn't freak was out. He, was he ever did, so? Did you guys sit him down and say this is your mother's husband? Did you guys do that? Uh, well, we sat down and said, that, you know, when he moved out with me, that that she was in a relationship. She was already married, but we didn't say that at that point in time. And then it wasn't until a couple months later that she talked to him about the fact that she was married. Um, okay. Now her husband wasn't there with her. It was just you know Heather and Lexton having this conversation. But and in terms, you weren't there. I was not. She wanted to talk to him on her okay. own, so I said that's that's fine. And he he talked to me about it. You know he I, I remember he came in the house and she left because it was a it was at my house. They were outside and he said you know mom told me something. I said okay. He said did you know that she got married? I said yeah <sighs> I I did and, and he just kind of looked at me and went huh 
So what do you think about that? I don't, I don't know. Seems kind of weird. You know, and that was, and it wasn't weird because of the person. It's weird because he's 11 and he just found out about this, right? Well, he's mature enough to understand the logistics of all of that. This right. is not a six-year-old. Right. And, but it's like, it's like he's mature enough to understand it, but I could see his brain still kind of trying to reassemble these pieces, you know, because he thought he had an understanding of relationships and our relationship and all of that. And then all of a sudden, it's like half the pieces to that puzzle got pulled out and a handful got thrown down. And now he's got to figure out how they fit, which is, I mean, it's, it's difficult for me to figure out how that all happened when I start right. to look back at it. And I'm 31. So for him, it's totally bizarre. You know, right. and, and it has made him, because it all happened so quickly and he was so out of the loop that it has made him incredibly skeptical of my relationships and really nervous. And right. I, I haven't even started dating and that's part of it. You know, but there was a point where we went into Chicago because a friend of mine was visiting from out of town, a woman. And I said, let's go down. You know, she she's heard a lot about you and she'd like to meet. We're, we've never dated. There were no plans to date. It was just a friendship. And he looked right at me and he said, your friend? I said, yeah, my friend. He said, what do you mean friend? Huh. And I, 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 like, I was kind of confused, right? Because he knows what a friend is. And then it clicked with me that that's what he was told while everything was happening with Heather, that he was just a friend, just a friend. And then that friend went from a friend to moving in to marrying his mom in right. months. So in his mind, like, oh, great, dad's going to take me to meet his friend and then they're going to get married. And that's and that makes it so difficult. And, that, well, and then to think about, that, like, this is someone I want to date. You want to talk about panic? I mean. Right. Well, that's a natural. I think that's a natural reaction on his part. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it makes sense. It's just that shouldn't be how he reacts. I should be able right. to say, hey, do you want to meet my friend? And he goes, oh, sure. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's that's not. It's like the, the meaning of friend has completely changed. It's almost been tainted. Right. Because everything it, happened so quickly. It's almost like it's his, um, this like survival instinct for him is like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like the friend friend now is triggering something in his brain. Exactly. Exactly. Like friend immediately goes from friend to relationship to marriage. Like that must be how this happens. Right. Because and that's the most recent example. I mean, I, and from like, if, if I, if you think about it, like he didn't go to the wedding. No. I mean, when the wedding happened, he didn't even know it was happening. Right. And I think he's, he's still at a point. I mean, like we've talked about so many times before that he, he's, he's pretty advanced for his age, but he's still an 11 year old boy. And I think he he still hasn't necessarily pieced together that hurt that, you know, my mom got married and I wasn't there. I wasn't invited. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if, if he was an 11-year-old girl, that would be very clear. I think that that would probably have hit harder. But I do think that as time passes, he's going to realize that. You know, this happened and this is a really big event in people's lives and I wasn't I wasn't even aware that it was happening. Right. And that, I think, is going to be another big bump for him when that finally starts to settle in. When you when you do start to date, actually, when you do go way into that cesspool, like, <laughs> this is it's a major thing that you're going to have to you know, like talk to him about. Like, he, I, I, I can see because Lita is the is the same. And actually, is she skeptical, Lita, like nervous of she panics. Um, okay. I mean, I'm. <laughs> I'm a pro at dating long distance. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's better than me at dating long distance. And Lita, um, Lita has in desperate, like a desperate show of emotion has said to me, you're not, we're not going to move, right? You're you're not going to, you're not going to, she said this to me, you're not going to leave and go there, right? Uh, And it's, it's like, oh my gosh, Lita, Lita, absolutely not. No, you are the most important thing in the world. I would never leave. And <laughs> no, no, no. Like this is, like, there's an understanding when dating, like I'm not leaving Utah. I'm not leaving, you know, my family here. But she, it's a desperate, like, <gasps> are you going to leave? And um, Because that's know, what she's seen. 
Like yeah. In her mind, a relationship starts and you go. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So, for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, so I actually dated someone and didn't introduce him to the kids for over 18 months, which really? is, yeah. Did they, did they know about him? They knew about him um, probably about six months into it um, because we were still going through the logistics of uh, the divorce and I didn't want to, I didn't want to, and we had moved, we had moved, you know, their father had gone into a condo. We moved out of the house that we were living in into a new house. There's all this change happening. Lita changed schools. And that's oh, right. a dramatic story that I will never go into. Um, but there was all this change going on at the same time that I didn't want to introduce this at all into her psyche. And so I waited for about six months into it before I ever mentioned what was going on. And then it was 18 months after the beginning of it before he met the kids. Well, how did you mention it? Like, how did you bring it up to them? Because it had already been six months. It had already right? been six months. And I was going to leave to go across the country to see him for a weekend. And I sat her and Marlo at the time, I think, was she four? I think she was four. She didn't understand very, you know. And I just said, I'm, I am seeing someone and I'm going you know, for the weekend. And that's how I, you know, this is someone very important to me. And, um, you, you know, you're going to be with your dad this weekend. This is where I will be. And that's, that's how it happened. Wow. And how did, how did Lita respond? I mean, like you said, Marlo was a little young, but. Marlo's a little young. And at the time, you know, Lita was happy for me. She was like, oh, okay. You know, that's, that's, that's interesting. You know, that's, that's, that's basically what her, her reaction was. That's interesting. Because at the time, ha- uh, relation at the time the relationship didn't mean to her that there was going to be me leaving and moving across the country. That right. was not ever that wasn't a part of her brain yet. Right. You know what I mean? Because John hadn't moved yet. No, I didn't even put that right. So for her, it just was great. Mom seeing mm-hmm. someone. This is this is good. She seems happy. Right. Right. In her brain, that's probably how she processed it. But then when when the move happened. When the move happened, like her, her brain has contorted now where dating for me is difficult. She, she just, she has said to me, you know, I just want it to be the three of us, mom. I just want it to be me, you and Marlo. Can we just do that? She said that to me, which I, I completely understand where, why she is saying that I do. And, but we need to do some work because that's not healthy. (laughs) It's not healthy. And it's not healthy for for me. It's not healthy for her. Well, I think it's not healthy for you for obvious reasons, right? I mean, it's just, it's it's not. But then I think that eventually the piece that she doesn't understand especially is that it will become unhealthy for the three of you. Right. For, for you to not see any. I, I absolutely get where she's coming from. And I think if I were to sit Lexton down and ask him, you know, if he was okay with me dating, he would probably say no. I, really, just because... He doesn't really know what that means. Right. Because, you know, any idea he might have had about dating was completely squashed. Well, and John, you are his, you are his stability. Exactly. You are, you are the, you are the rock that he is holding on to. And, 
and yeah, I think that's going to be really interesting because it'll be, you're going to, it'll be unstable. He'll feel unstable. Like things are changing again because things change so, so, so fast for you guys. I think that's it. I think it's the speed. I mean, I, I am the stability and I think it's in, in his mind, he just sees it start to spiral. Right. Like, right. He's going to date and then this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. I'm not going to be involved and it's going to be terrible. Right. Because, <laughs> and, and, you know, similar to, you know, your situation, you guys moved and, and Lita was in a new school, you know, as all of this was happening, you know, Lexton was starting in a new school and I had to move. And then about two months after I moved, Heather moved. And so there's all these changes. And I think for him, all of those changes get lumped into this is what comes with a relationship. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. Right. You know, and if that, if that were the case, I mean, I would probably be hesitant. Like, I, I don't want all of those changes all over again in that period of time. No, it was, it was chaos. It happened, it happened to you too. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm already, I mean, the idea of the idea of waiting in and even trying to, to date is just, I don't even like to think about it. I don't like to think about how it would work logistically. Like, Are how, you not on Tinder? Well, I've got a few <laughs> profiles, but, you know, I, I don't, I wouldn't even know where to start. And, and it would not be, it would not be Tinder. But you got to go to a bar. got to go to a bar. I live in a <laughs> suburb of Chicago, so the <laughs> the bar scene here is a little different than it is in an actual city. And people have tried, I was like, I mean, all of this happened starting in February, and within three months, people were like, so are you seeing anyone? Uh, no, I don't even have a house. What am I, am I going to bring someone home to my ex-in-law's basement? Like, <laughs> this is pretty cool, you know? I have a mini fridge, so it's which nice. is kind of it's kind of worse than me going. Please don't Google me. Right. <laughs> You're like, yeah, you want to come home to this, <laughs> right? Right. I live in a basement at my former in-laws' house, so <laughs> you're welcome to stop by. I mean, come on. It just I couldn't do it, and some somebody somebody emailed me and a, a woman I know, and she's she's older, and she said I'd like you. Oh, this was awesome. She said, oh my, I, my, my granddaughter has a degree in English, and I think it would be really nice if you could mentor her. And mentor was in quotes in this email. What? And, and I thought, okay, well, yeah, sure. And then I included a photo of her for you to look at. Right? <laughs> it, it was her senior portrait. Senior what? portrait. Now, granted, she was she was in college, but she was probably tw- twenty one or something. I mean, I opened and I'm like, oh, this is a senior portrait. Like she she could have possibly been seventeen when this photo was you taken. Didn't, you never told me this. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> and as I respond, I'm like, that. Thank you. Yeah. If she wants to hear about writing, we can get a coffee. And that's like I'm like there's none of this quote unquote mentoring going on here. This quote unquote <laughs> illegal mentoring. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, so I don't I don't even know where to begin. I mean, the bar scene here is ridiculous. I I guess I could go meet someone at church, but I'd probably have to go to church in order to to meet someone at church. Oh man, my dad. <laughs> oh man, my dad who wouldn't get in the boat and go down that crazy yeah. river with me. <laughs> um, he, he he's like, you know, all those all those trips that you go on and the the amazing people that you know and the the opportunities and the conferences that you have and as much travel as you do you think that you would bring home a doctor or a lawyer or oh my you you would think that heather why 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 you know, why can't you get a you know a, someone to come home and take care of you and it's like oh oh dad dad <laughs> dad <laughs> yeah why can't you come on Time's oh, a why can't I? <laughs> because I don't know if you've read my website and my I read about my butt. Like, <laughs> so for, first of all, the lawyers are like, "Oh hell, I can't get into that." <laughs> I know. Oh God, it's like, have you read my website, Dad? Do you think <laughs> there's a certain type of, of of you know? I'm not hanging out in lecture halls. <laughs> I did date a professor, though. Oh, I'm not, not going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think though it it sort of that sort of leads into this interesting like 
the perfect scenario in my head, having not dated in 10 years, is it is like half the perfect scenario is someone without kids because then it's just my schedule that has to that has to be worked around, right? I have to find right. a sitter and then I can go out, but they're free. But then they also don't really understand having kids. They don't understand the restrictions. They don't understand it. But then if you date someone with kids who's also a single parent, good luck finding time, right? Mm-hmm. Because right. What, what do you, when? You know, what if your weekends are, what if, you know, Lexton is gone the first weekend and her kids are gone the second weekend? Then one of us has to find a sitter if we can. But you right. also want to spend time with your kids because that's your weekend. So you're, you're caught. So there's, there's no perfect scenario unless you oh. date an 18-year-old. Right. I mean, do you know how many times my friends and my mom, like we've, they've sat down and said, okay, so here's, here's what you need. Oh, Heather, no. Here's what you need. Like you need an older man who has had kids who are, have, but they're older and who, a, a man who doesn't care that you are you. Oh. <laughs> like who can handle all of this, right? A man who who isn't intimidated by the fact that you do what you do, but who has older kids and so he has the time for you. And it's like, okay, so you but that's not how dating works, you know? That's just not you, you, that's just not how it works. It is on Christian Mingle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I really should set up a profile there. I've thought about and it just so see, many times. And just see what you know what that would make a great Tumblr. The oh, stories would. I would bring back from that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would support it. We could both set up a, a Christian Mingle account. We'll just take turns posting. I know. From, from week to week. <laughs> and I'm going to use my senior portrait as my profile picture. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. I mean, like, let's just say for a second they are right, that that's what you quote unquote need. What you actually need is irrelevant. Like, because you can't, you can't make this checklist of 15 items they've got to be this age and the kids have to be this old and this is where they have to live and this is their profession yet because that doesn't really exist no at least not initial not when you first meet someone maybe you find someone that fits all of those things but it takes time to get it there it takes time and i don't know like chemistry their chemistry is a a wildly you know nebulous thing and when chemistry happens you know, it it happens regardless of who that person. It, it it happens regardless of whether that person is older and has older kids, or if they have kids your age, or if they have no kids at all. Well, and right, chemistry has nothing to do with that aspect of it. Right. I mean the the chemistry will be there regardless, but I think when it starts to get into, you know, how strong is that chemistry and how likely is it to last. That's where things like kids come into play. Right. Because you can feel strong chemistry, but if they don't understand single parenting and limited time or whatever, it's not going to work, no matter how much chemistry there is. Right. If If they don't understand that I can't respond to their text because I'm putting two kids to bed by myself and are wondering why is my text not important enough, you know, that's that's a deal breaker. Yeah, because most of the time you're not going to respond right away. No. Because you can't. No. And I think, too, it's, you know, since becoming a single parent, I mean, friendships have always been important to me, but I think during all of the chaos of last year and the reflection that I've done, friendships have become much more important. I mean, I I hold all of my friends very close. And I think, and, and that means friends that are men and women, and they're just friendships. And I think, at least in my perspective, that that creates sort of a a cumbersome situation when you then start dating because you have these good friends that are men or women, mm-hmm. and you, you don't want to cut them out of your life, right? Right. So you have to find someone who's who's understanding of that. You know that your friendships matter, and you're an adult, and you can have friendships with adults, right? It's almost like you have to sit down and have a, a, a like a, a physics lesson. Like, okay, so so here's the thing that happened. Like, um, time got compressed. Exceptionally, <laughs> All of my time, yeah. Time got compressed, and so I have a very limited uh, portion of it. And I can give you some of it now, but I still have to like somehow. I have to produce 
time out of nothing to give to you and to the other important people in my life. Like you have to sort of have that conversation. Like do you have to understand that I have all of these responsibilities that I can't ignore and that are super, super, super important. Exactly. And, and they will become one of those. And over time, you know, maybe their importance increases, but it doesn't mean that anyone else's importance decreases necessarily. Right. So it's like you have to go out on, on a date with like your, like a calendar. Like, okay, I can give you two hours every third Friday. Will this work? <laughs> oh, it will. Great. Okay, we can date. This is fantastic. I'm going to put you in my Franklin Covey planner. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> oh, Franklin Covey. I used to have a Franklin Covey. Oh, man. I live in Utah. I live in Utah. It's Franklin Covey is still a huge thing. So you've got like a whole collection of them? Oh, yeah. I've got a closet. It's with the, it's in my nanny closet. <laughs> so that's what they I do gotta... when you're not actually using them? They just organize the Franklin yes. Covey? Oh. I've got to move. My butt hurts. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> this setup. I've got to change the setup here. <laughs> no. We're not we're not used to sitting still, even though we write. No, get this. Get this. You know what? Sometimes, normally when I'm talking to you on the phone, I'm walking around the room because I'm trying to get steps in on my Fitbit. <laughs> That's why you pay. see. I just pace when I talk. It's just what I do. But you have an actual purpose. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. My this is God. whenever I take conference calls. If I know that I'm not going to have to take notes, like I'm walking around the room constantly. And so I thought, am I going to be able to sit down and talk with you? Like sitting down talking to you, or words going to come to my to my brain? Because I'm normally in motion when I am talking to you, and because I'm trying to beat my mom. I'm just trying to beat my mom. That's it. That's that's the on, only reason. On the Fitbit? That's the whole reason? That's the whole reason. Oh, yeah. I've geez. never beat her. I think I beat her once. But it was it was a cheat it was cheating. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was in Tanzania and I I ran a half marathon that day, but we were in these vans to and from the actual race. The vans were the in the roads were so bumpy that it thought I was walking. <laughs> And it thought that I walked another 14 miles that day. So, <laughs> so the day that I beat my mom was the day that the van made me walk 14 miles. So even with just the half marathon, you wouldn't have been there? No. Wow. No, my mom walks 21,000 steps a day. What? How yeah. is that even possible? She's 60 years old, too. Wow. The woman is, she's insane. Let's, I mean, I do not fall far far from the, the tree. That's even on the days where I consider myself to be fairly active when I'll go out and run and, and try to walk as often as possible. It's like 12,000, maybe. Oh, yeah, maybe. And the days that I'm not active, it's like 1,200. I don't know. I mean, sometimes there's a lot of sitting involved. Right? There's not <laughs> that many steps from where I work to the kitchen. So it's just that's just how it works. I, I love this. This is a beautiful deuce tangent is what this is. <laughs> this what, is a manic rambling spiral, John. It is a well-curated manic rambling spiral. <laughs> oh, man. I really do feel like we should have like some sound effects from <laughs> <laughs> Bobcat Goldthwait. Oh, here. No. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We do. We'll have to work um, on that just periodically I'm, in the background. I, I'm really interested to to see what happens when when you start dating. Oh, um, I'm not even interested in seeing what happens. Oh, and you know what's oh. you know what you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen is that people are going to people are going to have rumors that you and I are dating. That's what's going to happen. Oh, that's going to happen before this episode even goes online. <laughs> I guarantee it. It, it ha- right because that that's in everyone's mind. That must be why we do the show. That must be why. Yes, exactly. It must. I, well, I did mention long distance. That is true, and yeah, we we talk on the phone. So, mm-hmm. oh, man, what what else can we feed them? And we text quite a bit. True. True. And, and we my web, we email. You, we do email. Yeah, we had dinner together. We, yes, that was yeah. Wow, that was with like three, liquor. three years ago with liquor. with. Just one glass, though, right? Because we are in Utah, giving them everything they we're giving them everything they need to formulate the fact that we are dating. <laughs> for for three, and and because we had that meal the day before your mediation, there's so much room for them to to build this up. Oh, totally, 
totally. We need we what I need. We need to be seen in public together. We do. Should we? Maybe we can be seen in public, and then we can just write it for them. <laughs> just, here you go. Here's what you can start with, and you just choose your own adventure from here. <laughs> that's that's all we need. That's all we need. Oh, I don't know. The the dating though is going to be okay. I I this sounds really incredibly lazy. I don't. I don't want to put in the work. I feel like I already, I already put in the work to, to date. Like nobody wants to date, right? I, I, no. I guess not nobody. Some no. people love it, but I, yeah. I don't. I, d- I don't want to date. I don't want to go through that again. I just don't want to. And it's been yeah. ten years, so you kind of forget. You kind of forget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Uh. Oh man. I, you know, meeting people, meeting interesting people is fun. <laughs> that was so convincing. <laughs> yeah, that was, you sold me on it right there. Yeah. But is is the long, I mean, you've, you've done the long distance. Is that in some ways easier or is it harder? You know, I, I, I don't know because I haven't dated anybody in Utah. Oh, you've only done long distance. I've only done long distance. Oh. And so all I know is that <laughs> I nobody is in my space. Nobody is hogging the covers. Nobody is like leaving the toilet seat up. And I do my thing <laughs> with my girl. <laughs> I do the thing with my girls. And then, you know, then they go see their father and I go, you know, long distance. And so, yeah, it's it's kind of it may be easier i don't know i don't know so <laughs> but you won't find out because you're not gonna date anyone in utah but you've 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 tried right i mean you've been on dates in utah i have been on dates in utah yeah just nothing mm-hmm. that ever panned out no <laughs> and do some of these people know you already like because of who you are because if, if salt lake is that small of a city right you know do people already know? Oh, oh, you're that Heather. Oh. I haven't dated anybody like that. No. Okay. No. Um, no. It was, it's, I've only dated a few people here, and it hasn't been. It didn't. It, not, I don't want to. Oh, gosh, I, they're going to listen to this. It just didn't work out. It just didn't <laughs> it just work didn't, out. It just didn't work out. The chemistry wasn't there. Yeah. Don't. Here's just here. Here's a clue. Don't yank my phone out of my hand when I'm at a concert and I'm taking a photo of the person on stage. It's just that simple. Don't do that to me. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Just don't don't yank. Don't. When I'm trying to take a photo of, of this amazing band in this amazing venue, don't yank my phone out of my hand. Yeah. That's almost as bad as calling me without texting first. <laughs> Wow! Don't ever, don't ever just cold call me. Who, who do you think you are? <laughs> I don't. I mean, when we, when we talk, we don't even cold call. I mean, we will set a time to talk. You know, let's. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's talk at eleven, and then at five two, one of us always. Are you still good? Is it You're okay if good. I call? Exactly. <laughs> because you exactly. don't know, and I. I mean, ninety five percent of the time, yeah, it's fine. But I, I don't know. I mean, there's no way of knowing, and it's so easy to text. It is. And I guess it's if so I ever easy. cold called and didn't get an answer, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Should, shouldn't <laughs> have done that. That was bad. How many times somebody will call me without texting first and I have almost thrown my phone across the room? Like, who, what are you doing? Why would you ever do that? Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, and, and this is the thing is that we grew up like that. We grew up with people just cold calling, but why now is it just such, it's an intrusion. It's such an intrusion. It's totally an intrusion because you have to you have to answer it. I mean before, you know, you could you could just not answer, you could screen it. But because they know that, that that your phone is on your person. I think that's why it's an intrusion because it's always with you. You know, 15 years ago it was a house phone. If you didn't answer, maybe you weren't home, maybe you whatever. But now mm-hmm the assumption for most people is you didn't answer because you saw it was me and you didn't want to answer. <laughs> exactly. Which, yes, that's possible. But, I mean, it could be any hundred other reasons. You know, I was already on a call or I was 
driving or whatever. I, I don't know. I mean, there's or, so many yeah, things I that saw, go on. I saw it was you. Right, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I did see it was you, and I didn't answer because you didn't text first. We talked about this. It's just oh, unspoken. These 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 little rules that we have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dating really is so different than it was when we got into, you know, our long-term relationships. And I don't think anybody ever goes into parenthood thinking, you know what's going to be real fun is dating with kids. You know, <laughs> that's going to be think great. Ever, that's going to be super fun. Like, you don't, you know, I don't think you ever go into it thinking it's going to be um, that you're ever going to be in that situation because you're marrying or you're getting into a relationship with the person you're going to be with the rest of your life. Or for eternity. Exactly. And dating is not an option. And then you, so you have to weigh, you know, you got to weigh your needs with, you know, what your children are going through. And you have to really, and what your children are going through is tantamount. Absolutely. So for those of you who have introduced relationships to your kids, how did that go? Um, How did you introduce your romantic interest to your children? And how many profiles do you have on Tinder? We want to know. <laughs> we would we would love to hear the stories, the, the good, the bad, everything in between. So you can email us at stories at manicramblings.com. Uh, and you can always find us on various social networks like Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Manic Ramblings. You know what I think we should do is put up our senior pictures up on Instagram. I think we need to do that. Oh, that's good. Horrendous. I just it's recently be... saw mine like a month ago awesome. and I never wanted to remember that. And in the caption is going to be, quote, illegal mentoring, unquote. Ill- illegal mentoring. <laughs> Until next time, you guys, swipe left. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.